Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Um, You know, today I'm Dr. Pat, as you just heard. uh, And uh, let me just say hello to Mr. Benny before we get started. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Pat. Good day. Good to be talking with you today. as well. I want to say that for those of you out there listening to the show, um, a couple things that I I, want to mention, a change up for us. Um, of, of course, Doug Hayes is going to join us here today, and we're going to be talking about healing miracles. And certainly today could not have been a better day to bring Doug on to talk about healing and healing miracles. Because if there's one thing that I know about my lifetime and about today, this is a day, a time for us to heal. And today he and I will talk about healing Um, or talk more importantly about what does this mean in our lifetimes to be alive uh, after such an atrocity. And, you know, he and I will talk about this. And then um, we have a change in that at 1130, I have a special message. And I recorded a special poem, a poem that has come to mean so very much to me. Uh, And you'll hear more about that. Today, I want to introduce you to Doug. Um, He and I were chatting before the show. And I think we had uh, scheduled a conversation about today. Uh, Didn't didn't really know that this would be the day that that Doug gets to join us on the show. Um, But this is the day that he is meant to be on the show. Whether you know him from television experiences or you know of his body of work one of the things that you should know for sure is that his life is been committed and dedicated you know to authentic self-awakening and when we step out in the world and we look at what that means you know we certainly get to show up and understand that we can as he says in his own words in this book the touch, healing miracles and methods, we can heal this heart. Doug, it's great to have you here. Uh, Thank you for joining me here today. And uh, neither one of us knew that we would be talking today uh, in the aftermath of such sorrow. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I I am delighted to be here. And yes, it's the perfect day uh, to be here. I'm a man that believes that, um, you know, as a, a human species, we really stand at a threshold and face the greatest opportunity of our history uh, right here, right now. 
and the violence, um, the uh, intolerance, uh, the hatred, the resentment that we see expressed uh, today uh, is just a reminder uh, of how we need to tune in and live our lives and, you know, learn to live with one, uh, one another and truly transform um, our, our story here on the planet from one of hate and fear uh, to one of love and understanding. And so that's where I stand today. Um, as heavy as my heart is today uh, in the wake of this tragedy, uh, there is still a great hope within me. Um, and there is still a great hope for the transformation of humankind. Uh, and so that's where I stand today, and I invite our listeners to stand there with me. Mm-hmm. I stand there, too. Um, I stand yes. I stand with you uh, in that if we go back, and you and I probably have been around for a few years, right, Doug? Yes. You know, so I think yeah. about what we've experienced in our lifetime. Um, and... I want to make a statement, and uh, and the statement that I that I'm about to make with you right now is uh, also in the next segment in in my my personal message to all of our listeners, and this is what I want to say, uh, and I'd love for for you to be able to talk about it because you have you have you have the solution for us, and what I what I've come to know in, in my life is that. The disease of hatred, the disease of hatred is not cured by spreading the illness. And, no. and I, I think today, I, I, I just, I don't know why that quote came up for me, you know, but, it, but I don't know, remember where I heard it. But the disease of hatred it is, is not cured by spreading the illness. But what will cure it, Doug? Because this is your world. This is healing miracles. This is your world. Right. Uh, yes, and I'm really delighted to have the opportunity to, to talk about this. Um, what it comes down uh, to for me, and uh, as particularly reflected in my book, The Touch, uh, there's 16 years of experience that went into that book. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a slow learner, I like to say. Um, it took me getting laid flat on a mountainside with Spirit putting her finger on my chest saying, I'm talking to you now, paying attention, uh, in order for some of this material to come through. Um, and so, you know, 16 years encapsulated in the half-hour conversation, believe me, I can talk for hours on this subject and have done so readily. Uh, so keep me on track if I just get going, because that does happen. Um the most important thing, the most important thing uh, for us personally in our relationships with each other and our relationships to humanity um, is our practice, um, our conscious application of our devotional practice. It's been said that uh, all of the pain, all of the suffering of humankind uh, stems from a sense of separation from the divine. And so my work, uh, as I was called upon on the mountain, uh, is about reconnecting myself, reconnecting my loved ones and my family, reconnecting uh, one another uh, with our divine birthright. And our divine birthright is most beautifully, elegantly reflected in our capacity to heal ourselves and to facilitate healing in one another. And more than anything, this has become my modality and my practice. I view the practice of healing 
uh, as an authentic pathway to self-awakening, very much in the tradition of yoga, the martial arts, tai chi, qigong. Um, all of these disciplines are closely interrelated, and they're all designed to bring us into a state of self-awakening, of self-awareness, of self-revelation, of becoming the best human beings that we can possibly be. And now we stand as a, as a humankind um, at the threshold of the greatest opportunity we've ever had. Um, you know, it's my view that this is not our first trip to the rodeo. <laughs> uh, we've been around before, and we've been learning the same lessons over and over again. And the universe will keep supplying us with the same material to learn over and over again by God until we learn it. Uh, and so what is the lesson we wish to take home from today? What is the lesson we wish to take home about the state of ourselves in this world? What is the lesson we need to take home about our accountability and our responsibility to, toward one another? Where is the lesson that we take home about the goodness, the kindness, the compassion, the understanding of our hearts? Where is the lesson we take home about the divine spirit that resides within and has a plan for us? Well, I want to, I want to I say this, and thank you for yeah, asking those yeah, questions. Yeah. Doug, because yeah. I'm really struck by a couple of things today. Um, one of the things I'm struck by is um, I'm taken back to a time in growing up in New York City, right? I'm taken back in a time right. back to Greenwich Village to a, a, a little place, a little place called Stonewall Inn. And anybody uh -huh. that knows anything about that, remembers the sign that was in the window that says we homosexuals plead with our people to please help maintain peaceful and quiet conduct in the streets of the village i mean it was it was that wow. sign it was in the is in the window right mm. now mm -hmm. clearly today you know if you don't know anything about stonewall and many people don't um you're not really going to be familiar about the events that happened thereafter and certainly you can read about them. But one of the things that I will say is this, and this is my hope, is that a result of that atrocity in 69 and 70 and so forth and so on, people came together. They didn't come together to bring more hate and more violence. They came together to stand for a level of unity that even today, Doug, you know, yesterday, in, in the great city of Seattle that I now live in, uh, on top of the Space Needle, something very symbolic happened. And wow. yet was, it was, as many people refer to it, the pride flag, whatever you want to call it. I think it's, a pla I think it's really a, a flag that represents that we are a powerful people and that we can honor each other for, for, for exactly who we are. And it went half-mast on top of the Space Needle. Now, I got to tell you, wow. I never thought in my time in my life, Doug, that I'd see that. What do you make of that? Well, gee, uh, it's coming me up a little bit, just the image itself. I know. Uh, I really do think that um, we're in a very graceful time. And I know I see that um, in spite of what, what has happened in Orlando. Um these lessons are being brought home to us in, the, in, in an indelible way. 
uh, and certainly the image of the pride flag, as you referenced it, uh, flying at half mast, mm-hmm. um, is a beautiful expression of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know. See, I'm aware that none of what I'm saying uh, is new. Mm-hmm. And I know that this fact resides within all of our hearts. I know that we experience it. Um, I know how good we feel uh, when we encounter, you know, basic human kindness. And I believe that the human animal is basically a kind, uh, compassionate animal. Um, we are, of course, uh, that said, the only species that engages in uh, the ritual homicide of one another. Mm. Um, and so I, I do want to bring that home, and I want to bring home also the fact that the evil that we perceive in the world, uh, the violence, the mayhem, the madness, um, is a product of our own creation. It's not a question of good guys and bad guys at this point. We're talking about the survival of the species. We're talking about the survival of humankind. How do we go forward with one another? And this is before we begin to address problems like overpopulation and GMOs and EMFs and domestic surveillance and drones and holy moly, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when we look at that list, we're we're daunted. We're stopped dead in our tracks. It's like, where do we possibly begin? Where does someone as small and insignificant into this picture. How do I make a contribution? How do I open my heart and uh, and open this world uh, to the loving that I know that is within me? How do I do that? And we have to begin somewhere. We have to begin mm-hmm. with ourselves. This tr- energy of transformation happens first at the level of the self, then at the re- level of the relationship, then at the level of society, or, one, or then at the level of organization, then at the level of society. And no level gets transformed without the level underlying it becoming transformed first. Mm-hmm. And so I always come back to the practice. Practice always comes back to the breath, the practice of conscious breathing. Now, yeah. this sounds almost um, preternaturally simple, and it is. It is, however, quite challenging and quite difficult. Anybody that's ever attempted to maintain a practice can tell you that. Uh, now more than ever to address themselves to practice. Uh, mine is a simple one. If you read my book, uh, everything you need to know about how to work with yourself uh, and most of your experience for self-healing or how to use those uh, skills transformatively uh, to others is in there. Yeah. And it all, first, the first chapter on technique and practice comes back to the breath and to the practice of consciousness. Yeah. I think for me, Doug, I think the part maybe you can, you can help us with this. I, I, I think I've seen a lot of things in, in, in my, my life here so far. I mean, I, I've seen the escalation of what happens when, when we lead with hate, even though we're afraid to say that we are. You know, we've seen this many, many times, you know, the, the the toxicity of what that starts to look like in our lives. Right. And yet at the same time, I'm a little bit I, I'm a little bit taken aback um, by the fact that we're so afraid. 
we're so afraid to look at ourselves and admit that we carry certain judgments. And I, I'm not really sure how we heal that thing that we bring forth with that same thing. So hate is not going to heal hate. Anger is not going to heal anger. And so, you know, this is a time where we each search for our, within our own selves very, very deeply within ourselves. We search very, very deeply. And we ask ourselves, how are we showing up in the world today? You know, what is it that we are and what is it that we can become? Whether you're looking at a homeless person standing on the street and you're thinking to yourself, man, why don't they just get a job? Or in the case of watching uh, two people embrace, two people embrace, and those two people are men. Two people embrace, and those two people are women. Two people embrace, and those two people are a man and a woman. Does it even matter? Well, it does. Because today, you know, we are struck by the nature of our own desperation to find another reason other than hate and, and despise. And yet there's a level of awareness and truth that if we were to face it, perhaps we can heal it. Doug, it's, it's so easy, I think, at times for us to come up with some other rationalization, right? Other than to say, wait a minute, I really do despise that. Some other well, rationalization, some plot. And you and I are old enough to know that we have heard just about every plot that you could possibly imagine in our lifetime, right? Yeah. yeah. What is it going to take for us to face ourselves here and say, am I contributing to this 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 vile energy and force the language of our politicians, the name calling. Oh my goodness, yes. Hmm. How do we stop this, Doug? I mean, you know, what are the healing miracles that you would ask be brought forward? Well, um, I like to keep it simple. You know, I'm yeah. a, I'm I'm a Western American male, uh, and so what I've um, explored. Uh, and what I focus my attention on has been what works. And again, I really, really like to bring it back down to uh, just simple, simple, simple. Um, where we begin is within ourselves. Where we begin is within the hatred, hostility, and resentment within ourselves. And uh, mark my words, each one of us has it. And each one of it has it uh, in direct proportion to the extent that we deny we have it. It's like the ego-based existence, uh, the supreme ego-based existence is the one that says, I have no ego. Um, so let's be clear. You know, we did this, this violence, this intolerance, this, uh, this hatred. This is within ourselves. And we have the capacity to transform this information, because that's what it is, um, in an instant. And it's simply by locating it and by choosing to flip the switch. And that's what my work is all about. My work is all about flipping the switch, about coming back into presence, about coming back into our divine birthright.
We know who we are. Uh, this madness, this mayhem, this illusion, uh, this is all a fantasy world we've created. There's an acronym, uh, FEAR, and I'm sure all of your listeners mm-hmm. have heard this. Let's spit it out once again. Fantasy expectations appearing real. Um, the story of humankind's violence um, is a is an illusion that we have sold ourselves, and and it has been and it is being reinforced um, powerfully by the rhetoric uh, in our space at the moment. Uh, mm. Some of what's being expressed on the political front right now is just abhorrent, abhorrent. Oh. <laughs> I don't even get it. I, I don't even get it. No, me neither. I spoke to uh, one of my dear friends who is actually a Baptist minister. And, mm-hmm. you know, he and I are we love each other and we're in the agree to disagree camp <laughs> uh, because our traditions are not the same. Um, although I readily acknowledge that the um, the spirit that showed up for me on the mountain that day was the spirit of Christ. And a uh, shout out to the spirit of Christ, because, um, you know, whatever form it has taken throughout our history, uh, I know who I worked for, and I know who was there and came through the hands that were put on me that day. And that's who's coming through the work that I'm doing. And that's who's in your heart. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. And so what I suggest is that we breathe consciously, that we tune ourselves to our own vibration, to our own frequency of the radiance, and we share that with one another, and we do it daily, multiple times per day. This is mm-hmm. a discipline. This is a an exercise which can be practiced in a moment, at a traffic light, uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, might well, might not want to breathe too consciously in the bathroom, but anyway, I get some of my, my best ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm, it really is. It's a personal practice. Uh, it takes just a couple of minutes every day. Sit, stop, uh, breathe, breathe all the way down your spine to the base of your spine, and then up your spine and up and out the top of your head, and release. And any material that comes up, don't judge it, don't evaluate it, just let it go. Just release it. Come back into presence. Come back into your serenity. Come back into your equanimity and balance. Come back into your grounding. Come back to the earth. Second uh, chapter of our practice is an honoring of our planet, of our Divine Mother. Look within. You know she resides within you. You know what your responsibility is. You know you've been screwing that up. Um, we all have. The message is live an authentic life. Walk your talk. Stand in the truth of who you are. Shine your light. That's where we begin. That's where we begin today, and we got no guarantees on tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, my name is Doug Hayes. I stand in this light. I share this light. This is my life's work. It's in you, too. Wake it up, give it away. It's the most brilliant, beautiful gift you have. It's it's the reason you're alive. And if you don't get it right this time, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to get it right again. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. going uh, I'm going wide south right now. So if you want to bring us back home, that would be good. Well, I want to thank you for joining me here today, and I would love for you to let folks know how they can get a copy of your book. And also, uh, let's give out your website. Um, and I know that. 
you know, we're, we are going to have you come back for a full hour to discuss your work in more detail. Um, but to, for now, you know, you've captured so much in your messages and so much about healing the heart, whether it's hands-on healing uh, it, or whether it's healing, as you say, healing that is about sacred medicine. So thank you for today, Doug. Please give out your website. And again, thank uh, you. Yes, and thank you so much. Uh, it is truly an honor, a privilege for me to be able to communicate in this way. The book is The Touch, Healing Miracles and Methods. It is available on Amazon.com, uh, or you can get it directly from me, uh, and I will sign it for you and number it for you out of my first batch. Um, and you can get in touch with me directly uh, through DougHayesHealing.com. And Hayes is spelled with an E. It's H-E-Y-E-S, DougHayesHealing.com. Uh, I do take uh, private practice clients, and for anyone that's a listener, uh, there is a sliding scale based on ability to pay, and also uh, for any listeners, I do offer a significant discount. So please do get in touch. Uh, don't let the money uh, daunt you. Uh, I'd rather do the work than not do it. Uh, many, many blessings to all of our listeners. Uh, again, I'm delighted to be here today. And if you don't mind, I'd just like to close with a quick prayer. Please. All right, let's just go ahead and close our eyes and unclutter ourselves, open our bodies, and breathe all the way down to the base of the spine and then all the way up the spine, up and out the top of the head, and just releasing upward and relaxing the body into that breathing pattern, as we say. Father, Mother, Divine Spirit, we join with you now in this moment of perfect healing. We ask for perfect healing for all who listen today, that this healing shall forever be a demonstration of your divine love, compassion, and will for us in our lives in this world, and that we will forever be witnesses to that. We ask that our connection be cleared so that whatever has come forward, has been shared, transmitted, or received shall be in service of the highest good. And for this, we give our love and thanks. We're going to take a short break, everyone. And when we come back, I have a very special message in the way of a powerful poem, poem a poem that I learned about back in 2003, I believe. A poem that represents, you know, a very special message from my mother in growing up, moving beyond the suicide of she, being homeless at 17, so many challenges in life as we all have. But there's one thing that I know, we are great people and we are capable of great things. One of those things is moving beyond, moving beyond. So if you will join me to stop hatred now, we'll be right back.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.